What's going on, quitters? It's another episode of Don't Quit Your Day Job. You know me, as always, I'm your host, comedian Maxim Allen. Today is July 9th, 2022. It is a blistering Saturday morning <laughs> in Brooklyn. And today, I am joined by someone who woke up way too early to be here. Everyone give it up right now for Christiana Jackson. Hey! Hello, <laughs> thank you for having me. You're, I'm so happy to have you on the show. Oh, thank you. you are... And absolutely, for the, for the listeners, you're a fucking killer comedian. You're, oh, you're wow. amazing. Thank you. I respect you so much. And also, because of you, I'm like, maybe I should move this recording to two on Saturdays. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I, I mean, this is a thing that I get upset about myself because mm-hmm. I agree to do things. Yeah. And then I'm like, you, Christiana, you know yourself. <laughs> and then I get mad that I'm that self-aware. So yeah. then I get pissed about that, too, where I'm just like, it's no one's fault but yours. You agreed to be in Brooklyn at noon. That's yeah. my fault. But then sometimes I, I don't like that I also am that aware to be like, it's not anyone else. Because everyone else walks around being assholes. And then I'm like, no, blame it on you. Be mature. And like, everyone's just like, oh, I'm in a bad mood. You know what yeah, I mean? But it's yeah. my, I'm like, no, it's all your fault, bitch. But I did set my alarm like last night, like nice. at 7 o'clock. I woke up in time. It's just nice. I don't sleep well. Anyway, whatever. I'm here. Thank you no, for having me. I appreciate it because you, last week, I asked you to be on the show. And you were like, I have a birthday party the night before. I don't know I'm coming home. I can't commit to a new yeah. recording. I was like, that's fair. That's good. At yeah, least you didn't yeah, bail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, bitch, you should have said two o'clock. <laughs> but then I was like, ah, oh, it's fine. I'm it's it's uh there are a lot of people out during the day. Yeah. I'm yeah. not used to I like I got on the train, I was like, Oh my god, there's so many people and their kids and their snacks and you know, I was like, Oh my god, I'm like yeah. a fucking vampire. Yep. We got a for the listeners. We got Lee on the mic too. She's off screen, but uh, hello. We uh, <laughs> when me and Lee start, first started dating, uh, I was living in Prospect Heights. She lived in Greenpoint. Oh fuck! I would have I to go to work in the morning, so she would leave my place at like eight a.m. <laughs> she she was telling me she's like, I never knew there were so many people out in the morning. It's like a different city. <laughs> it is. It is like we see the whoa. Okay. This chair slides. That I was pretty hilarious. Yeah. I wish everyone. It's being recorded yeah. usually too. You can yeah. catch that. Catch oh, my fall was, on YouTube. That was pretty fucking funny. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's a whole different vibe when you're like I'm used to being awake, right? But I'm not used to being out. Mm-hmm. Even though I was like, oh, I gotta bring sunglasses. You know what I mean? I was just like, oh, daytime. <laughs> I mean, it's nice in theory, but yeah. I just my body's like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. get it. I feel like the the secret to New York City summer is just understand that daytime is just time you're killing until you can get to the evening when you can actually hang out and be out with people and Word. enjoy it. You know? I mean, people are out hanging out now, yeah. but I just yeah. am not one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> That's what balances me out in terms of life. Like I need, well, now that I did quit my day job, I quit like it's almost three years ago. August will make three years ago. Exactly. But like, uh, but now I understand like I need that time to myself in my house during mm-hmm. the day because I know I'm going to be running around at night and then yeah. I, in theory, have the energy to be around people. And even then, sometimes I do not. And I'll be like, oh, I don't want to yeah. be around all these fucking people. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Um, so I have you on today. We're going to talk about your uh, comedy career. Oh, word. Very exciting stuff. I um, like that you view it as a career. Yeah, I mean, everyone's got it. I've interviewed people. Like, I've, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, this summer makes nine years. Nine years, yeah. So yeah. that's longer than most people on this podcast. That's why she's so good. <laughs> oh, why, thank you. Is her mic loud enough real quick? Yeah. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure. But yeah, so that's like, that for me is like, 
a long time. I've interviewed people who've been doing comedy like two years as oh, well. Oh, wow. You know, just everyone's got a different Mike takes. Mike Newell. No, it's very Mike true. Mike Newell is longer. Yeah? Yeah. How, how long was he again? I think seven, eight-ish years. That is less Ooh. than nine. Mike Newell. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been doing it. I, I feel like I've known him for most of my career. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was on. He was awesome. Very different perspective. So. Oh, well, yeah, he's a real adult. He has yeah. a wife and a child. <laughs> oh, yeah. And lots of expensive clothes. Yeah, right. You know, like, he's like a real grown-up. Uh, yeah. He's a very different perspective <laughs> than me. I'm kind of Benjamin buttoning my life, I would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Uh, so when did you, when did you first, like, start comedy? Like, what got you into doing stand-up? Okay, cool. Very good question. I will say this. One of my first uh, moments of self-awareness was when I was a kid mm -hmm. around like three, four. And I knew that I was funny. Mm -hmm. And but I also knew it's kind of now that I'm older, it's kind of a little too mature, a little sad. Yeah. Because yeah. I knew my first thought was like that. I knew that I was funny. Mm -hmm. but my second thought <laughs> was not everybody is going to fuck with you. Well, I didn't say fuck with you as a kid, but I knew that not everybody was going to think that I was funny. Right, right. So I always had it in my head, though, that I knew that I was a funny mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. um, and then I spent a lot of my life just distracting myself. So what I used to do was write. I, I would just and my when I had a BlackBerry, I used to write down things that I found funny, mm -hmm. just like just for my own entertainment. Yeah. And then I would go back and I would just look at them and be like, oh, I remember that happened. Yeah, that was a funny moment. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Like, but but then uh, and I realized. Stand up comedy for one, please. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> I was just like, you know, just trying to keep myself entertained in life. Right. But then when I started like properly writing jokes, that's when I realized like, oh, you were actually writing punchlines. Right, right. You just. I just didn't think I'm writing punchlines. Okay. I was just like, oh, I'm writing things that I think are funny. So is but this so, like, when is this? Is this like a post-college era for you? Yeah, college? sorry, okay. sorry. I didn't give a, a good timeline. I went from are like four three or five? To <laughs> 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 well, I mean, I was always, I always wanted, I always, as a kid, like, uh, definitely used comedy as a way for myself as a distraction and also for my mom. Like, I always was trying to make her laugh, keep her entertained. So we had a crazy... My stepdad right. was nuts. So mm -hmm. it was just like, all right, well, if I a little song, we'll laugh a little bit and then mm -hmm. let's go back to the trauma. But right. uh, <laughs> but then as an adult, so I started... I'd say I started writing jokes for myself or just writing things in, like, the two... Like, around 2005, 2006. Mm. Okay, okay. But once again, that was just like, and then I would reflect and be like, oh, let me look at like uh, 2008's notes, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, but then I, so, and then in 2011, I, it's the first time I actually performed any type of comedy. Right. And that was at my friend's 30th birthday roast. Oh. So uh, I was, I, I worked in real estate. Mm -hmm. I was working in a luxury building and he was having a surprise. His girlfriend, now his wife, had a surprise roast for him. And he lives in, in Baltimore. We grew up together. From, we went to high school together. And he used to do debate in college. So mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, all Mikey's friends are like all white dudes. They're all like speakers. So I'm like, I got to come in and rep black people. I got to rep women. Mm -hmm. And I have to rep New York. I have to just come in and like dominate. Yeah. Which in retrospect was just how I have to operate in the world mm -hmm. as a black woman but also in comedy as well right, but i right. already knew like i gotta come in and like try to just fucking dominate this shit body this shit and i fucking killed yeah but and i, I did like 10 minutes i didn't i didn't plan it out i just i just like i had my jokes but yeah. i didn't ever time it so i was busy mm. working and yeah i ended up doing like 10 minutes i fucking killed and Whoa. then after that after the roast then people were like oh but you're like a comedian 
And I was like, no, I'm a real estate agent. They're like, but you're like a professional comic. And I'm yeah. like, no, I'm a real wow. estate agent. And so then they're, they're like, like, we've you're... seen your Blackberry. <laughs> but they were like, you're not a comedian? I was like, yeah, no, yeah. I'm Mikey's friend from high school. I just yeah, yeah. roast him all the time because he's ridiculous. But then, you know, that first time performing is what really, I, I remember, you know, that feeling, the first yeah. time you perform. And then and then I started properly, like, let's try to, like, focus and write, like, jokes. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, ironically enough, when I first wanted to start doing mics, I was very broke. Yeah. And um, which then I, I I felt like, oh, I'm not going to go to a mic. I don't have any money. But then I would have been in good company now that I'm yeah. older. I'm like, well, it would have been perfect. <laughs> exactly. But so then I started 2013. I started like really doing sets. I started writing sets when I was in, um, I was in, I used to travel to Cuba a lot. So I was in Havana. That's when I started writing like sets, sets, mm. not just like loose jokes. Yeah. And then that summer of 2013 is when I started performing. Okay. So what was your, so when you actually start performing, what was your first like open mic you actually went to? Or did you do like a show or something? Or Oh yeah, I did a class and mm. then, uh, but I think we went to mics beforehand. Okay. But I did a class, and then, you know, you have, like, your graduation performance. I did it with Gotham. Right. Um, yeah, do it was fine. Do you, have any, do you have any jokes from that era still that you use? There, It's actually fun. I Well, not, okay. I have jokes that I wrote. I don't know if I said them in that first set. Yeah. Because I haven't watched it back. When I watched my set back, I was just um, more distracted by how much my tits were jiggling. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't remember like the jokes. Yeah. I just remember being like, "Wow, your tits are bouncing all over the stage." <laughs> that was my. You know, you're always yeah. worried about your body as a woman. So yeah, that's I what remember, I worry about too when I watch my tits. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, my balls are just bouncing all over the place. Oh, ooh, they're in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Wow, your tits are really." I just, I guess, I'd never really had to walk and watch them move. So I was just like, wow, they move a lot. Right. But anyway, uh, and actually for years then, I didn't move around on stage because of that. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, you gotta like stay in one place and let it out. But anyway, uh, some of the jokes that I wrote initially in 2012, I still use. Yeah? Like when I first started like really focusing. Okay, this is what happened in 2012. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I'm rambling on. Just You're good. Okay. This is a show about you. This is what happened in 2012, actually. This was the real thing that was like, all right, we gotta start writing jokes. I, it was September 2012. I had sex with this dude. He mm-hmm. was terrible. Okay. And he took a long time. And it, I remember at one point stretching out and I told him, like, you're killing my knees, bro. And I have spin tomorrow. This is obviously a very different body. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I was like, bro. Anyway, but after that guy, and oh, and he soaked my sheets. And I had, I was like, now nah, I got to do laundry. Like, that's when I first started to be like, sex shouldn't be a lot of chores. I shouldn't have to think about how mm-hmm. many chores I have to do afterwards before. So anyway, uh, but then I was like, yo, you got to stop fucking these dudes. You have to, like, focus your energy on something else. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really started writing jokes okay so there that the joke about him used to be my opener or closer for a long time Mm -hmm. but then also then after him though i mean that didn't last long no you you don't went out there knows me but i'm a um you know like a rabid horny woman (laughs) so uh that's gonna be the episode title (laughs) yeah i'm ferocious uh so i was like oh i'm gonna just write jokes and right, not, right. not have sex and then about two weeks later I was I remember I was sitting in my friend's apartment and she just had a baby and I was going crazy I was physically 
un, I was in a state of unrest. I was like, <laughs> if I don't get some dick, I will kill someone. I swear to God. I was so <laughs> tense. I was like, literally, I remember just being on her couch, like not being able to sit still. I was like, I'm losing my fucking mind. Oh my <laughs> I gotta get some dick. And then she lived on 111th. I live on 121st. When I was walking home on 114th, a dude hollered at me. And uh, we ended up fucked that night. I feel like he saw, I feel like my pussy let out a bat signal and he answered the call. <laughs> that's really what happened. This he might be hollered. the most explicit episode to yet. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, I mean, Maxim, that's nothing. I anyway, knew what I was getting to. But yeah. <laughs> true. So yeah, so he, he like, and that's how, I remember he, I had my headphones in mm. and he hollered at me and then I looked at him and I was like, Christiana, these are the moments that you miss and why you don't have sex. I wasn't on, it was, mm. there was like no Tinder back then and everything. Right. So I remember I took out my headphones and I hurried. I was like, what'd you say? And he was like, I said, good night, beautiful. And I was like, oh. and then we talked on the corner, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, a few days later we fucked and that's the first guy who made me come. So kids, don't give up on your dreams. Congratulations. You know, that's why I like to, I, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to not have sex. I'm going to pack it mm. up. And then my pussy was like, no, we have bigger things mm. in our horizon and then the next dude made first dude to make me come, and I still have a joke that I wrote about him mm -hmm. that I still tell. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the how you start a comedy career. Yeah, that man is kind of a legend. Yeah, the rainmaker <laughs> man. And that other guy, he'll hit me up every once in a while, and I'm like, the other guy's name is Kian. He lives in Queens. <laughs> <laughs> Queens dudes, no. Um, and sometimes he would hit me up like randomly and be like, "Oh, I still want to like improve." on my reputation i'm like well the joke's still working all right mm. talk to you later also because he's a sagittarius and like no <laughs> is that a astrology sign yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> it's in the same family as maxim it's a fire sign leos are the only tolerable fire signs well i appreciate that very much thank yeah. you uh leos are dope all my Leo friends, we get along so great. <laughs> my question is, when do you get time to talk about yourselves? I mean, if it's a bunch of Leos, how do you how do you do you do you make like a, a chart of like, okay, first ten minutes, Maximus talks about himself. <laughs> Next ten minutes, it's so and so. It's it's hard. I know Le how. Leo's so good. uh it's basically just how a uh, bunch of uh straight dude comic talk to each other nobody's talking to each other everybody's just like chiming whenever they see oh. a second the other person is breathing so that's I guess that's how, how yeah, it you works you strike when they're breathing oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, it's literally like, it's funny because people, I've had people on this show who will talk about themselves for a while and they'll be like, oh my God, should I ask you something? And I'm like, no, this is my practice to not talk about myself. <laughs> this is my time well to ask done. questions, you know? Well done. So I know I it's got to be hard for you. I got, I've gotten that feedback many times over the course <laughs> of my life. So I try to dial it back. <laughs> I will say this one thing I do appreciate about Leo is you can roast a Leo because they just like the attention. Yeah. So they don't give a fuck. They'll be like, oh, oh my God, someone's talking about me. I don't yeah, care what right. it is. Good, bad, whatever. Just yeah. we're back to me. <laughs> You've hit the nail on the head. Every roast battle, it's like, yeah, you can roast me for being a weird looking nerd. I love it. Give me yeah, <laughs> come we're on. still talking about me. Yeah, yeah. That's all I want to talk about. Why, I, there was a Leo bartender at Friends and Lovers. Mm -hmm. he, he's got amazing hair. DeAndre, I think his name is. And I, I like saw him last night and I was like, DeAndre, it's almost your season. And he was like, yeah, well, and then later in the night, he said that one of the most Leo things, he goes, uh, he goes, uh, I just don't understand how people, I can't believe people don't understand. I don't have the capacity for anyone but me. And I was like, there, right there. That's, that's, I'm like, ah, that's beautiful. That's a Leo right there. 
Yeah, that's like poster child <laughs> Leo yeah. behavior. <laughs> I mean, that's just, you gotta accept it is what it is. Yeah. That's what makes it, it's not personal. You're just like, they can't help it. Yeah. Okay, anyway, back to comedy. <laughs> anyway, back to comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so we rewind, you, you have an orgasm for the first time two weeks into writing material. Yeah. And then from there, what are you, what are you doing? Are you just going out and hitting mics or? No, because I was still poor. Okay. This is what actually happened. I was, I was, I was going through a, some money stress because the market, had, I was in real estate, the market had dipped, blah, 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 blah. I was very stressful, whatever, whatever. Wait, no, what happened? 2012. I'm thinking that was 2012. The oh, apocalypse. That was a very, tra- that was a very transformative year for me. Mm-hmm. But I had traveled. I went to Cuba for two months and then I came back and I was like renting apartments on my own as a broker. But I don't know. It's just like it was that that year was a was a uh, uh, personal like a year of personal growth. Yeah. And a year of like uh, definitely testing my faith and and, and just like, yeah, it was it was uh, I went through some shit that year. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I didn't have any money. That's the point. Right. Right. <laughs> I didn't have any money to travel. But then how did I have money later? Because <laughs> then I went back to Cuba in 2013. Huh. When, how did I get money? <laughs> I was. I guess I had a good. I guess the rest of the year turned out to be good. Because yeah, I went back to Cuba in 2013. Anyway, uh, I didn't start hitting mics. And, I didn't start like performing until the summer of 2013. So you basically take a class, do the Gotham graduation class, start writing, and then basically. You're... Well, I was doing. I did it back. So I was. I was already writing. Right. Then took the class. One thing I will say this. I only took the class because a friend took the class and she told me, yeah, after the class, they offered me stage time. And I was like, I'm a lot funnier than that bitch. So if they offered her stage time, Mm. they'll offer me stage time. And that's the only reason I took a class. Mm. I didn't take a class because I thought I needed a class. I took a class. I was like, oh, this will be a way into Gotham, which were just bringers, which now that I'm older, I'm like. Grow up, bitch. You wasted my money. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's the only reason I took a class. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll have a way in because right. she told me that. Bullshit. If you want to do more bringers to make the club more money, take a class. Right. Right. Okay. And meet friends in theory. There's a little bit of networking that takes place, but yeah. I mean, it's not your job to make the club's money. <laughs> no. No, yeah. no, no, no. Not at all. So when you, when you actually start, start performing yeah right then are you just doing mics in the city do you remember where you what yeah, kind of areas you're starting in? um i you know what i used to do buddha buddha a lot um buddha. at first okay, okay well not for that long because then they pissed me off so uh <laughs> at first i used to, just because it worked out timing wise i had a job in midtown so i would just pop down to the village Okay. So that's basically yeah. it was just like, Perfect. okay, it's here. Then, you know, obviously, like you have friends that go too, blah, 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 blah. But then what happened with Buddha? And now you wouldn't only do Buddha mics, but I did them a lot. Right. And then at some point, you start being like, well, I'm paying a lot of fucking money for like four and a half minutes. Yeah. And then they sent me an email threatening me. They were like, you have been, you've missed two spots, which both of them I just got there like five minutes late. But they were like, you were late and you missed, you signed up, but you didn't show up for two different spots. So, if you do it a third time you will be banned and I was like I will ban myself yeah <laughs> I'm a grown fucking woman that's where yeah. I mean I started comedy late that's something I should say I started comedy 
when I was 32 mm-hmm. and I already had a career. I was already working in real estate. So that's why I was like, I'm not a fucking kid straight out of college. Right. This isn't like high school shit. Yeah. Right. Like I have a job. Number one. Second of all, I'm a grown woman and I doing the math on this. This is not fiscally intelligent right, to right. keep doing these. Mics. I'm paying extra money. I'm getting taken. I'm getting 30 seconds less. Mm. And then you're going to then like, you know, like micromanage me yeah. when I, I have a job. Yes, I showed up five minutes late. The trains are what they are. But if you're going to threaten me, I will take my money elsewhere. Right. And for the listeners, so Laughing Buddha mics, I don't know what the price was then, but I remember the only time I did a Laughing Buddha mic, it was $7 plus a drink. Oh, and yeah. the drink was like one draft beer was like $9 for some oh, really you were end. Oh, this was when they were at, uh, what's it called? Climate? So, Climate, so, yeah. So, you know, they used to be at the Lantern. Okay, oh, really? Yeah. So it was super. It used to actually be. Yeah, it was totally different. It was like five dollars in an item. Right. Right. But then also they would bark. So it used to be the the basement of the Lantern, which is now the, the comedy bathroom? shop, of course. What? No, that whole basement used to be open. Whoa. So that whole base so that's where they would have upstairs would be regular bar, then downstairs where comedy was. Huh. Oh. So that whole basement would be open and then they would bark in audience people. So that was one reason why I did I would do Buddha mics, because definitely like Thursdays, Fridays and Saturdays, they would bring in an audience. So it right. did it was like a show. Well, I that's mean you were worth paying it to be there. Point. Yeah, yeah. That made sense to me. Like I had some great sets in that basement. And yeah. I, I I remember one <laughs> One couple showed up and it was like they were dressed so fancy, like like an ascot and shit. And I was like, did you guys know you were coming to a basement? Like, why are you dressed so fancy? Like a bucket with champagne? It's yeah. like, what is going on? But anyway, so there were like definitely it was definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. But if you threatened me, I'm right. not. Stop it. Like, what are we doing? That's insane behavior. Word. But then also at that time, there were a lot of people. There were a lot of Buddha people who have now gone out, gone on to have like, you know better careers than I have. So maybe right. they were smarter than I was. No, I'm <laughs> I didn't have time for that shit. Uh, See, but yeah. When I started in New York City, the Boudicca thing was kind of on the way out. And it was like, everyone was like, this is expensive and not worth it. Mm-hmm. And I'm in like the mode where it's like, I don't know who was involved with it, but everyone is free to talk shit because that's just predatory. Like all their shit. Oh, where 100%. It's like, yeah, you pay us like hundreds of dollars to do mics through the course of months. And then you're going to, then we'll let you do a bringer show type yeah. shit. You know, it's like, it's so greedy. And I think it's like profiting that much off like open mic or comedians. Just scummy. Behavior. Oh, yeah. No, it was. It's terrible. It did at least at the Lantern. I mean, they had mics every day. Like, they ran the Lantern. Mm-hmm. Then they got pushed out. Then someone else would run the Lantern. I don't know what happened to that person. Um, and then now, obviously, there's a whole different crew running it. Right. But I mean, it used to be also perfect because you were a, in the village and around other. So it was still that, you know, you can still like pop around. Mm-hmm. You'd see other comics. You go to other places. Da, 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 da. That's back before the pair was nice. Like, I right. mean, it was. But uh, yeah, climate. I think I did that mic one. I think that's the last mic I ever did. I did that mic. Who's one? OK, well, I was like a bitch, but I don't do mics anymore. But it was a long time ago. And I didn't have a show on a Friday night. I was like, all right, just go to a mic. Fine, just suck it up. You have a job. Just go to a laughing Buddha mic. And it's like a cult, you know. Yeah. And that, yeah. and they they would only laugh at each other's jokes that weren't very good. And they made me go towards the end. And then I remember I was like, I just was, I was like, I didn't have a full meltdown, but basically. Because they were being assholes. And I'm yeah. like, I, I told them, like, I sat here and laughed for all of your jokes. And you aren't going to give me any attention. Right. Yeah. That was and my experience. A lot of people I met one 
person before the pandemic that person used to go to Buddha mic a lot I met that person on the train I was like why do you keep going to this mic because to begin with it's so expensive yes. and that person was like well so I don't remember what he said exactly but the idea was they think when you pay this amount of money you are taking this you're taking comedy more seriously so that's they, the dumbest lot to ever heard. I know so stupid they recognize each other they recognize each other as okay this is my taking comedy so serious friends and they have like no check your note um on stage policy yes yeah and i heard a comic just got he was like trying to he's checking his phone he was like i'm not checking my notes i'm just replying messages on stage and then the host got on stage after got so many like you think those rules are a joke <laughs> you know what last person did that? Uh, what happened to him? He got banned. You want to get banned? That's fine. We're not yeah. in a one mic town. Yeah. Exactly. This is New York City. The There's mic every two blocks. Yeah, I literally, the one time I did it, after watching this, like, you know, five other comics before me, I go up and I, <laughs> my opener was I go, uh, you guys know you can perform other places, ah! right? Uh, blink twice if you're in <laughs> danger. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely like a cultish. Yeah. All the rules. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. But also, like, I remember one time I did it. I was at a show with a chick who was a Buddha person, and she was like, "You know what you should do? You should do these Buddha shows." And I was like, "Bitch, you're already out." Like, I'm like, "We're at it. We're booked on this show. Yeah. Why would I?" Hey, did, why would I do a bringer? Yeah. Like, we're already, I'm already not, I don't have to do bringers. And exactly. neither do you. You're mm. out. What are you talking about? Yep. I should come do a boot. But, you know, they were just so brainwashed. Yeah. Oh They're like it, a com New York City comedy Mormon yeah. group. Oh, 100%. It's yeah. crazy. I got to check some real quick. I'm sorry. You can keep talking. Okay, cool. This is my first time uh, using the, the switcher myself that my oh. normal engineer. So I just want to make sure it's all good. But yeah. Fancy. What, what I find is crazy is like that that behavior seems very common across different comedy establishments of like bringing new comics before they know better and convince yeah. them there's nothing else. You yeah. Know? I mean, that's how cults work, period. Yeah. You know, you isolate them from everybody mm -hmm. else and then you just tell them like, this is normal, this is normal, you can get conditioned to it. Yeah. And then when even people tell you it's not normal, like when they used to have the barkers outside of the lantern, I mean, if you talk to them for like 30 seconds, they would get a panic in their eye and you were like, I'm sorry, I know I have to leave you alone. <laughs> you're just like, you're like, God damn, man. Oh my God. It was so crazy. <laughs> uh, so you're starting off yeah. at the Lantern. You're doing good Buddha sh like stuff where it's got some audience. Yeah, I'm trying to think what other, oh, oh. You know what, Mike, I used to love? Now the place is closed, of course. There is a Tuesday Mike I used to go to at the Metropolitan Room, which was and just a, like artistic venue period mm -hmm. a lot of like singers uh musical performances like but in a, like piano like you would come in so it was like singing playing piano like yeah piano bar type vibes and then the, of course we were like downstairs i used to do that mic a lot and that's where i met my friend Teresa. i used to love that mic mm -hmm. it was a tight room um you were right by like the the kitchen or yeah like part of the kitchen was downstairs but she was a great host she was a lot of fun, and I used to do that mic regularly, too. And then sometimes I would go to the ladies' mic with UCB on UCB East, mm. and it was horrible. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, okay, you know how we think, like, oh, well, if it's just ladies. Gonna... Yeah. No, 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 no. They were mm. not a fan of me oh. and my filth. And it's just like, well... <laughs> 
I listen to all of your fucking eating disorder jokes, white ladies. <laughs> like, I remember going to that mic and being like, I didn't realize white ladies had so many body image problems. Like, to that degree that, like, almost every comic was talking about it. Wow. I was just like, okay. Also, it gets a little hacky after, like, number six. You're like, all right, we get it. You guys have problems with your bodies. Even though we're all supposed to want to look like you. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's complicated. But, wow. uh, but, yeah, they did not like my filth. Mm -hmm. I was judged very harshly. They would look at me like I was a piece of shit, and I hated it. I hated that mic so much. And then I was like, I'm not going this anymore. Um, but one of my last memories was a woman who was talking about fucking herself with a carrot, mm -hmm. like an unpeeled <laughs> carrot. And I was like, of all, like, I just thought of, um, you know, like all the like molecules and germs and like, <laughs> like pussies are an ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, you stick that up there. You're going to have like cottage cheese pussy. It's going to be oh, nasty. Oh, oh, oh. You know what I mean? I was just like, and it wasn't funny. Everybody was shocked and horrified. <laughs> it wasn't like a joke. It was just like, was oh, earnest. I think this is like a disturbed person. Oh my God. Woof. I think that was the last time I went. I was like, "All right, this is that's 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 enough." Yeah. And it was mainly white women too, yeah. so there wasn't enough diversity. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, when you, it felt very cliquish. And then, you know, obviously, when you're not a white lady with, you know, making the same hacky like, "Oh, I know, I need to go to the gym because a, a black guy started hot." That oh let me tell you God. something. That joke, people should be burned alive for telling. Oh that yeah, joke. yeah. It's. Oh so offensive on so many levels mm -hmm. or somebody would say I know I've been gaining weight because uh, a black guy hollered at me I'm like dude we heard that so many times and to be and also that's pretty problematic ah, yeah. it's intensely problematic yeah. it's like oh word so what's the problem with looking like me bitch you know like I mean it's like it's like yeah. the count what's not being said is that they're also insulting black women right so I mean it's insulting to black men but it's also insulting to black women like oh mm -hmm. okay that's uh oh great well go to the gym bitch yeah. uh, I will never come to this mic but yeah it was it was not I hated it so Damn. I used to go to that mic too when I first started that's wild to think about though because I started in 2018 and I feel like you started like so much longer before that, that like you were in the era of when people were figuring out what is actually not okay to say. Oh, they all stage. felt very comfortable saying yeah. that. Oh my God. <laughs> There's still people saying that now. Yeah, There's exactly. Still some. I, I think the, but the general consensus is that like, I feel like when something someone says something problematic on stage, most of the comedians in the room, you can feel them clench up and be like, oh, yeah. don't, yeah. don't do that. You I know? will say this. When I started, I was when I first started going to mics, I was shocked at the things people were saying. Mm -hmm. I was shocked. at. I'm like, why are people making jokes about black people, Asian people, gay people? Yeah. I'm like, what did they do to them? That's all I, all I could think was like. Why are they making these jokes? Like, what what do these people do to you that you mm -hmm. have to like go after these groups? Wow! So I, it was very shocking, and it took me a while. I used to I used to speak up about it. Because mm -hmm. uh, no, I remember actually one night at a I started at a almost a mini race war at a Buddha <laughs> Friday night show because the guy who went before me he was uh, he was Indian. And he was talking about how he speaks like black people mm -hmm. and he called it nigglish. Oh my God. Ooh. And I had to go up right after him and that shit, it turned into, it turned into a little bit of a light bloodbath. Like I, I went for him. I didn't give a yeah. fuck. 
That is worth seven bucks and a drink. <laughs> For sure. Uh, to Wall, it was five back then. Oh, five. Hey. Yeah, it was five. <laughs> deal. Yeah, because I knew he didn't expect it. Yeah. And then afterwards, he was like trying to explain it to me. But I was like, no, that's no, not okay. Yeah. Just apologize. Like, Just, yeah. Word. He's like, oh, but these, like, they're these fucking old coon black co workers. He's like, they think it's funny. And I was like, I don't know those coons. All right. Well, I didn't say that to him. But. <laughs> But I was like, I was like, uh, I was like, no, 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 I don't care what they say. Yeah. I'm telling you how I feel about it. These men are obviously idiots mm -hmm. and they just think it's funny. But I don't think it's funny. That's offensive. Also, it's like, I don't I don't I don't get offended only by about things that affect me. Right. Like if someone's doing an accent of some of like a, of an Asian person, of an Indian person, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's funny. I'd be like, yeah. no, that's offensive. But also yeah. it was a little bold for him going after uh, coming from a, a country where people do have very strong accents, I just want to be like, man, you're going to go after us? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, if, it, if I were a lesser comic and also yeah, just yeah. not a person who, if I weren't a person who uh, doesn't, who doesn't like think like that, mm. I would have gone after, I would have done a hacky joke about Indian people. But that's not right. what, that wasn't what, I don't have a problem with Indian people. I have a problem with him. Yeah. Nicholas. Again, that's, that's why Christiana Jackson is so good. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. I feel like, especially like coming in, like you being like just a year or two into comedy at this point, right? So it's like, yeah, because it's like a lot of people. I feel like you come into the comedy, you kind of feel out the scene, and you're like, whoa, everyone's much better. There's so many people. Who am I going to piss off, or what am I going to do? And I feel like a lot of people won't stand up for themselves in those situations. Oh, so yeah. it's cool that you just like. Call I don't. It out. I just don't have, have any. No I don't have any patience. Yeah. Also, I was coming from like working, like showing apartments all day and shit. I was like, I don't have time for this yeah. fucking shit. You know, like I think that's one thing I will say. Like going into comedy, being older. Yeah. Which is still not old, but I'm glad that I waited because actually, sorry, I forgot to mention this point in my journey so i when i went to i went to college in uh at one a shitty school in in massachusetts for one semester and i was like i don't belong here i didn't apply myself in, in high school so i had like issues with depression and shit but i was like i'm smart though i don't belong here i'm hardworking. i'm smart i don't belong here so then i was waiting to transfer to Rutgers. i'm getting into Rutgers. but my plan was if i didn't get into Rutgers, i was going to move to new york and start doing stand-up that was my backup plan oh, and wow. then god was like nah bitch <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, you have <laughs> live your life first, and then, then you'll stand up. Will be there, but I am glad that I started mm. later, just because. First of all, just being an adult, yeah, and like already having a job and just understanding how the world works, right? You, I just have a different perspective on the scene, and I understand. I have sympathy and compassion for people. It's like when you're young, you're still more in a high school mode, yes, than you are in an adult mode. So I think mm. that's where the clickishness, yeah, and the pettiness, and all that kind of stuff oh, comes yeah. from. Because you're, st I mean, you're you're twenty, you're so young, you're still like figuring out the world, you're figuring out life, you're figuring out yourself, you know, like. But then also, it's 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 if you start young enough. And that's all you know. That's kind of what's funny about people being like comedians or like philosophers. I'm like, some of these dudes know nothing but basements. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like their worlds can be like that big right, sometimes. Right. Yeah. So I'm glad that I started when I was older because I, I didn't really get swept. First of all, I just didn't have the time, but also I didn't really get swept, swept up in like the clickiness of things. So mm -hmm. I'm just like, I'm an old bitch. I got work tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, I got to <laughs> I got to come in. I yeah. have to be funny. I have to figure out how to start getting on shows. That's the other thing I, I realized. Um, in 2014 I went to yeah 2014 I went to 
Cuba for six weeks, came back, and I had a lot of jokes. And I remember, wait a second, it's my time. No, no. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so long ago. <sighs> wow. Okay, anyway. <laughs> but I was, like, working. I was writing a lot. Mm. Havana is a very, like, there's culture everywhere. There's music everywhere. There's art everywhere. People are dancing. There's just a lot of there's live music. There's just a lot. So mm. it's, I'm always very, very open creatively. So I write a ton. Then it's a matter of, like, what? How much of this shit? Is I'm just making sure your chair isn't gonna fall. Oh my fall. god! I was, was like, I was like, is something moving behind me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Max is playing it cool, but I will run. I was like, Bye. <laughs> no shoes. Going back to our. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I remember like working on jokes, but then also, you know, I'm in a very specific environment, literally isolated from the outside world. Right. So then I was like, constant. I was working, working, working. I'm like, okay, I'm working my new seven. La, 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 la. And then. Uh, when I came back, I remember I went. I used to go to autos a lot too. Uh, Do they still have a mic? Lee was in autos. I don't think so. Oh, Lee. Lee was daily at autos. I, when I first started, that I would start my day with that mic because that was when Jimmy Peoples was running it, right? Yeah. I used to go when someone Jimmy Peoples wasn't Jimmy Peoples was wasn't there yet. He's like a legend, dude. <laughs> he, I, I'm like impressed on how yeah. much he will reinvent. It would be like, now he's running shit here. You're like, God damn. Yeah. But um, it was uh, Joe DeSantis on Thursdays. I used to go to that mic at Autos. Mm. And it was so fun. So I was like, oh my God, when I get back, I'm going to go to that mic. It's going to be great. And I remember certain jokes worked very well. And then any jokes where you had to have any knowledge of global politics uh, you know, Latin history. Any, they did not work well. They would bomb. And, but then I, once again, I was older, and I'm, I just looked at the, I looked at the room, and I was like, these are all like twenty three to twenty five year old white dudes. Right. They don't know shit about the world. Right. So I'm like, that's why, I, like, it hit me. I'm like, you have to, you can't stay in this because I'm yeah. like, as I went and and did stuff and had, you know, lived my life and you know had stories and experiences, and they've just been in here the whole time. Yeah. So that's when I was really like, oh, you got to start getting on shows yeah, to get in front of real people definitely, and not go to mics because because mics can be a trap. Right. Absolutely. Even yeah. not in a Buddha way, but just in yeah. like, a, you know. No, I totally agree. I honestly like being a, a white guy who started at 24. Like <laughs> when I started 24, I was back in Boulder, Colorado. Literally, my jokes were about like like skiing, Subarus, hiking, like oh, well, very, that makes sense. Yeah, very like what's around me. And then when I came to New York City, dude, my mind melted uh, with how much like how much like culture and experience and stuff there is. Like never if you told me when I was 21 years old that my favorite one of my favorite restaurants would be like West Indian Trinidadian food, I'd be like word. I'd be like what even uh, is that? Like what is that, you know? <laughs> I'm like eating this shit every day. Yeah, no, that is good food. And it's like, damn. dude, I've been getting doubles for breakfast Ooh. lately. Doubles are incredible. Oh, I, fuck. I haven't had a double in so long. And like I'm a the listeners probably know, but I, I've been vegan for a long time. Yeah. So it's kind of hard for me to try uh multicultural foods because I don't know what the ingredients are. I feel yeah, familiar. Yeah. And then I saw a double and then I looked it up online. It was like doubles are almost always like vegan. I was yeah. like, I'm getting it. Oh, it was fuck yeah. No. So good. Ooh, that took <laughs> me back. <laughs> oh, I had a, my coworker, the last job that I had, he worked, he lived in Bedside. Yeah, yeah. I, we worked in downtown Brooklyn, but he used to bring me 
doubles in the morning. So I've had a double in so long. Uptown, it's we don't amazing. have that many West Indian. We have some rest West Indian restaurants. Mm-hmm. We don't have that many, but also doubles are for the morning. And mm-hmm. I am usually in my house. <laughs> As we discussed. Yeah. Eating, eating. Well, I'm eating my own food. Yeah, but yeah, I'm usually, you know. But yeah, like, oh, wow. <laughs> Shit. That... <laughs> Next time you come over really to our place. took me. Away. Wow. Yeah. Next time you come to our place, we'll treat you with yeah. some. Hell yeah, yeah man. But Doubles. Yeah, so I get it because it's like, it's one of those things where being in that position, I feel like if I was just like me and I just like, instead of like going out and like, especially Lee showing me lots of foods. Yeah, because yeah. I'm very adventurous with food. So, yeah. It's not what we're, can- cancers love food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? But if we like, if I had just done what a lot of people do when they start coming to New York City, which is just like grind mics until yes. you have nothing left in your soul, yes. you don't have any material, you don't have any perspective, there's no culture, there's no experience. It's like, I'm going to hit three, four mics a day and then like just oh, do yeah, things you burn out. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say this, like I don't, it's not, I'm not talking about funniness at all. Cause obviously there's mm. so many comics are young and I've seen people that are fucking hilarious. And then I think about it too, where I'm like, damn man, they're so funny at this age and they're still young. Like that's, mm-hmm. that to me is like amazing. I know for myself, I'm glad I didn't start to love. I mean, life is life, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, but, uh, but then sometimes there's some people where I think like, what, what, what is, Okay. You know how sometimes you run into comics and they'll get a thing and then they start big timing you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whenever <laughs> we all someone, know too well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whenever someone does that to me, my default is to look at them in terms of adults. Right. And I'm like, if we want to go adult to adult, you, I've done nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. I'm a whole ass grown up. Yeah, yeah. I can still these things that exist still exist mm-hmm. there's always going to be credits right this shit is a marathon yeah and you don't know who the fuck you're gonna who's still gonna be around who's not gonna be around whatever 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 that's why i was trying to be cool with everybody and that's the one that pisses me off yeah but like you know it's just like you never i don't i don't think like oh you're not on my whatever because first of all you can't help when you start when someone else started that's just yeah this right. is a this is time you mm-hmm. know what i mean like wh- what does that matter it doesn't mean anything but also it's like you know, uh, if if you look at people in terms of accomplishments, that's where I think I'm like, if you want to look at accomplishments in terms of life, <laughs> yes, you did one thing. Right. I have done a lot with my life. Right. So that's also what's tricky about, I feel like, with young comics where I'm mm. just like, fuck, man, like, I hope this, sh-. some people I'm like, I hope you fucking make it because you got nothing to go back to. Right. <laughs> you don't have a resume. You don't have right, any right. jobs. Yeah. You have no skills. This is literally all you know how to do. Mm. And I hope those people, I hope to God they make it because <laughs> what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like It's like a full gamble when you start 21 and you're just like working some shitty job and you're like, comedy word yeah that's but, like oh yeah. exactly like you have no like even for me like as you guys know i, I like to travel a lot yeah, yeah. that's just been part of my life you know just being doing real estate fuck man i've had shit man when the market was good my mouth salivated when the market was good <laughs> i would have a good week and then just go to europe oh yeah, yeah. oh beautiful yeah beautiful life it was great i mean it was very stressful and all of the stress almost killed me but it was worth it yeah but anyway but so like but sometimes when comics will ask me questions i just think oh you've never your whole version of adulthood Mm -hmm. is just being around other comics yeah so like you don't even understand like there are so many levels 
higher in life mm-hmm. of things you can do and accomplish and experiences you know obviously being in real estate like i used to see people's financials all the time so when some people would i remember a comic referred to me as rich because i shop at anthropology and i'm like <laughs> i'm like that's not rich <laughs> like, i had comic refer me as rich because i was wearing nike pants oh lord yeah Jesus i mean that's, see, that's sad yeah that's really that sad. is very sad because <laughs> yeah. you're like no i've seen like there are rich people <laughs> in this city yeah and then there are people who people comics would say are rich and they're still not rich. You know what I mean? Like there's so much wealth in this city. Like so that that gave me like perspective, just like adulthood. Like I'm glad that I went into real estate for that. Yeah. Just to understand and have an outside like to see to see past my own world. So right, other right. people are living their lives and whatever, whatever, whatever. But that's one thing. Yeah. When comics are like when they big time me, I'll be I want to be like, yo, OK, let's start with this. What other things have you done with your life? Yeah. <laughs> where have you yeah. been where have you traveled how many languages do you speak how many people are you fucking you know what i'm saying like let's let's really <laughs> how many languages do you speak i speak two two yeah, yeah. yeah that's better than me <laughs> where, well i'm not saying that to I'm you kidding. i'm just kidding but you know what but you know <laughs> yeah. I, I, I i like took the initiative to teach myself right, my right, second right. language that's why i'll be like don't you got a late night spot i'm happy for you but don't big time me yeah i'm a whole ass woman <laughs> like get the fuck out of here i remember when i started in new york city and started going to mike's I every night like I when I kind of first started like I would mention my job in some jokes like I'm an engineer right yeah and people would get salty thinking that I was like wealthy because I'm an engineer I'm like no no no, you don't understand this is like like just middle of the road for income like you don't like I know you think I'm rich because you're a barista but I am not I am we are closer than we are but also if you're working for your money like so many people in comedy don't have to work. Like, they're not paying their bills. Mm-hmm. So first of all, let's just be grown ups. There's not a lot of money in comedy. Right. Mm-hmm. And some of us have to pay our own bills. Yeah. Like that's a one thing too. People are like, oh, you should. I'm like, don't tell me. My name's on a fucking lease. Mm-hmm. Me alone. So don't tell me what the fuck I should do. You're not paying my bills. And you're like a kid and you your parents are helping you. That's right. never been my experience. Mm-hmm. So if that's like so stupid. Number one, be like, oh, you have a job. Yes, I have a job. <laughs> I have a job. Yeah, yeah. Like I've chosen that I don't want to live the way that a barista lives. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Right. But also, yes, there's a lot of there's a lot of money above. And even if you were rich, who the fuck cares if you're yeah. working for your money? Also, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, also, someone's born wealthy. They can't help it either. Whatever. But to be like, hey, it's just so stupid where you're like, yo, grow the fuck up yep. because you're gonna be 35, still be going to mics and still also work a menial job. What mm-hmm. kind of life is that? I will say that's just a, insecurity. They're not hating on there. That's just insecurity because they know like what it is. Yeah. And uh, I feel like a lot of people are actually just jealous. Not like a lot of people are jealous of you, but like those people who say those things to you, how confident and independent you are. Yeah. Reflects on them to make make the make them realize, oh, this is that's not who I am. I am this person. When I'm facing a strong, independent, 
and super confident woman. This is making me insecure. This is making me feel shitty about myself. And then project they project that to you. So yeah, no, it's definitely. just they all need therapy. That's just what it is. A hundred percent. And that's the same thing. They're probably like, yeah. oh fuck, this guy. He's smart and he has a job <laughs> and he's funny. Mar, you know what I mean? She thinks I'm funny, listeners. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's probably what it is. Like, oh well. What, I remember like when I uh, when I first started. You know, you guys know Suba. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. when Suba was like, everyone would be like, we, you gotta be like Suba, which it's like, every, people, you gotta do like, she was doing like 20 some, 24, some like insane number of mics a week. And that worked for her. But then everyone's like, you gotta be like Suba, you gotta do this many mics. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, I have a job. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do this many mics. It's just, it's impossible for me. But also, that worked for her. Like, you gotta, you gotta understand. Like you're your yeah. own person. You have your own lane. You have your own goals, and you have your own path. You know, yeah. like you can't just copy what somebody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lee, what's your record? Twenty eight <laughs> in a week. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my but god, I couldn't. I was so depressed. I was so empty. Uh, my soul was so well, dead. Because yeah, all you're doing is being at mics. Yeah. yeah, that's why. Like now, I meet a new comic. They're like, "How many mics should I hit a day?" I'm like, "Just." If you have new joke to try out, do it. Go to a mic. If you need to like work on something, go go there. If you feel like you need to hang with some your comic friends, go. That but don't just hit the numbers exactly. for hitting the numbers because it doesn't make any sense mm. at no. the end of the day. Like you said, like you're gonna be just empty. Yeah. But also for me, since my job was social, I'm like, I just can't listen to people. I've been listening yeah. to people all day. Yeah. Like I can't. I don't have the capacity just then. Just go and just sit and listen mm. to like twenty comics and another twenty comics. Like I'm, I'm done. Yeah. You know? See, like mine was the opposite. Where it's like my my job, my old engineering job was like literally simulation. So I would oh. run simulations for eight hours a day. You know, chat with coworkers a little bit, but very, very like just sit and like wait and analyze. So when I got to start doing comedy, I was like, I'm going to do this as oh. often as possible, which yeah. was like you know five or six times a week back in like Boulder area in Colorado. But when I got out here. Then my job became social again. Mm. And I just wanted to find, like, I want to do, like, one mic a night and yeah. keep it easy, you know? I think that's healthy, though. Yeah. Because also, how much progress are you making? Like, like that's the other thing. Like, at a certain point, you understand mics are what they are, and it's not good feedback. Yeah. yeah. That's what, like I said, that's why when I came back and I was running those jokes and I was like, some of these just don't work because of these people. Or even I remember, like, at that time, um, you guys know Athir, Athir Koop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she, she had first started producing a show back then. And I remember like jokes that wouldn't work at mics then worked at shows. And I'm like, because these people understand Palestine more than these idiots at the mic. Yeah. You know, it's not. That's why I remember like I was like laughed. I remember sitting there being like, people are laughing. They're having a good time. And that's the other thing where people are like, oh, this is like what it's like at a, sh- at a show. It's like mm-hmm. this is not what it's like. People willingly go mm-hmm. and they want you to make them laugh and they want to have a good time. Right. Granted, I mean, it's not not always in Bushwick. But in general, <laughs> you know, people are yeah. there to have fun. Yeah. And I'm like, and like, I'm like, yeah, they're here to laugh. And that's why I was like, no, man, you gotta. Plus, just being an old bitch, I'm like, I can't toil away in mics <laughs> for years and years. No like, way. Ah. yeah. It's kind of like uh, I just keep thinking about. Um, I remember someone. I I'm not a Jay Z fan. But one of my good friends was a big fan of Jay-Z. And he was telling me, he's like, you don't understand, man. Jay-Z's debut album was at 26. He had his life figured out before, like, when he released his debut album. That's why he blew up. And I was like, 
That's crazy because it's almost like even just having that little bit of adulthood and a little bit of light, extra life experience can go such a long way. And that's such a like it's such an obvious case for you because you also like you figured your personality out. You know who Where, you are. I think you know? that is a big thing, too. I think about like with when comics are but just like starting in their 30s, you just have a little bit more of a sense. Like I know when I was I was just like everybody in your 20s, you don't know who you are and you're insecure and you're mm. shy. I've been to- talking about totally different shit. Yeah. And then, you know, once you're just old, you're like, I don't fucking care, whatever. I don't, you know. The way that I thought a couple of months ago, I was thought to myself, I'm like, hey, man, you're about to be 41. If you make any big mistakes now, you're only going to have to live with them, but for so long, <laughs> you know? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Who cares, yeah. you know? like, But also just having that, that yeah, that sense of self mo- more mm-hmm. uh, is definitely helpful. It's also been interesting watching some, some con- comics like Age, where mm. it's like, oh, my God, now you're like... You know, like, <laughs> holy shit. When did you? I saw a clip uh, and Usama had grays and I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> when did Usama grow up? You know I mean? <laughs> like Usama, Fumi and uh, and uh, Eagle. My- to me, they're all still like 25, 26. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, they're like in their 30s. Like yeah, they're, yeah. Or approaching it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, when did that happen? <laughs> That's dope, and they're all crushers. They'll kill. I, I think only one of them knows my name. Actually, I think yeah. uh, I think I, I think Fumi's the only one who actually knows my name is Christiana. They gotta pay their respects. They don't have it. It's fine. <laughs> it is what that's also what I mean. I'm just like it is what it is. Yeah. But I'll remember that. <laughs> like, like I'm still a cancer. I'll remember that shit. So let me ask you this. So being someone who started older, and you kind of you we were talking about you have more life experience coming into yeah. comedy, more perspective. What were like? What were your early like weaknesses in stand-up comedy? Like, what were the things that you had to figure out when you were coming into stand-up? Because uh, you're so like you're so well-rounded as a comic that oh, I can't thanks. be like, yeah, Christiana does everything great here, but Christiana doesn't do this. Um, but you, like, what was? Well, I'll say like? this: being older, you're just tired too. Like sometimes I'll go to a show <laughs> and I'm like, this shit's a young man's game. I'm fucking exhausted. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, my bodies want to be here uh one thing when i first started so when i was younger i used to perform stuff and then well that sounds bad that used to my parents were performing artists okay so i grew up in a performing artist household and i grew up in a theater household so like when i first started i used to just think you had to stick i would stick to my jokes oh yeah, yeah yeah so i would stick to my jokes and i didn't really deviate that much um and then i saw i think it was my first year i saw john laster perform once Mm -hmm. and it was like february was so freezing fucking cold random spot and i think it was williamsburg or bushwick like there's only like maybe like eight people in the audience but he fucked that he had that room yeah and i remember thinking i was like you gotta start doing crowd work yes so i saw him early enough that i was like okay all right, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta open up. You gotta do crowd work. Yeah, and then, but also doing real estate, I felt comfortable doing crowd work with people because mm. I was talking to strangers all day long. Yeah. So, uh, but I that that was like something that I early on was like, you have to do this and you have to get good at it. Yeah. Um, and actually, that's like one of my, one of one of the I don't really I'm not influenced as much by comedians. It's mm-hmm. more as like other artistic mediums and other creatives so one of the things that influenced me the most uh in terms of how i want to do my stand-up is james brown james brown because you know how james brown you guys are young okay do you guys know james brown no i i'm like i know if you i know the name and i know i know the songs 
but I just I I don't. No, that's not, fine. Not no, no, I understand. It's a yeah, it's yeah. a. I mean, it's a very old reference. But yeah. James Brown, when he would sing his songs, he would like exclaim. He'd make all these sounds. Mm-hmm. Like he'd be like, huh, huh, like you know. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, Godfather of Soul, that's James Brown. But anyway, so it seemed like they were all in the moment. But when you looked at his music, he'd written them all down. Whoa! And yeah. that's my philosophy on crowd work. Whoa! Where I want people to feel like. It's it, it's a curse and a blessing. Some people are like, oh, you just made all of it up. And I'm like, I didn't make it all up. <laughs> Some of that shit was pl- like most. I write jokes, but anyway, really, but, you, you plan your crowd work. <laughs> well, I don't plan it. I don't plan the response. Right. Okay. But I know when I'm going to do crowd work. Right. Right. Okay. So not always yeah, things yeah. will happen. You know what I mean? Like if somebody something happens in the room, that's not planned. Right. But when I first started, I just knew that I wanted it to feel very present. Right. But that I knew that the crowd work was going to work back into a joke. That, okay, that's uh, where I'm at right now. Where yeah. I'm, when I start my bits, I'm almost like underhand pitching crowd work to the audience. You know, like I got a joke about what we did on Valentine's Day. So I'll like, what did you guys do? She took me to a Korean spa. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. We should go together, Christy. You should love it. Yeah. Oh There's a Korean restaurant across the street from the spa. In Jersey? Is it that Yeah, one? in Jersey. It's oh, so no, good. I fucking go. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Someone <laughs> offered me, um, this fi- fucking dude from Montenegro was like, do you want, do you like saunas? And I was like, yeah, but I don't know if I want to go with you. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, you need to go to a spa. Yeah. Oh my God, I would totally go. Yeah, we'll but go. Yeah, so like, I have this whole bit about this. It's amazing, right? But what I started doing is like, I ask like, are there any couples like who's dating here? And then I'll ask what they did for Valentine's Day, Helen. Kind of like general like couple word, crowd word, work. Word. And then if that develops into some, I'll like battle them out. Like who's been together longer? Who did a better job on Valentine's? That type of shit. Yeah, and yeah. then I just go into like my joke about it. Because it's like, it feels like a natural thing where it's like, okay, I can see if anyone's going to bite, maybe play with it. Yeah. And then I know I'm immediately going to go into this bit that's related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind of like that. Kind of like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I at this point, when I first started, I, I thought about that a, a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, not a lot, but I thought like that's how I, I want my crowd work to feel present. Yeah. Um, and it is because it's still crowd work. I don't think I'm like putting people in the audience like you, sir. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. like. With the fake mustache, yeah. you look funny. You know what I mean, like. Yeah. But uh, but I I think I think more than anything, I just want to make sure when I do a set that it feels very fresh and that mm-hmm. it feels like it's very. But also knowing the direction that I want the set to go. Yeah. yeah so it's not just purely like. Well, that's that, but then also people would be like, "You just made all of that up," and I'm like, "No." <laughs> but I I guess this is the thing. Not being someone who's not a comedy head. Yeah. I don't really think about my. I don't think about style. Mm. Like I would just be like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write these jokes. I'm gonna tell these jokes, and I want to, you know, do crowd, whatever, whatever. But I didn't think of like a style. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, people are like, oh, your style's very conversational. I'm like, I don't know. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what across. I thought about. I'm not like I'm gonna have a conversational style. I'm just like I think this shit is funny. Yeah, but it is conversational because you're less like. I don't. Maybe you're writing. Maybe you write exactly the way you talk on stage, but like it's very natural, and you can tell it's like you know your punchline, you know the beats, but like there's kind of like a whatever you're feeling, the rhythm to get there is mm. like fine. Whereas some comics, it's like it's like oh this line, this line, this line, punchline. Oh yeah, no, it, I haven't yeah. studied any writing or anything. Yeah, like that. I don't do that tight shit anymore. I feel like <laughs> Christy Allen Jackson just very authentic on stage mm-hmm. as oh, who you dude. are as a person. You're like you're the same person on stage, off stage. That makes I don't at least me like 
as an audience and as a comic, just feel so comfortable and safe around you. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's good feedback. Yeah. You know what it is, though? Like, I feel like, I don't know how you guys follow as comedians, but I felt, I always felt like I didn't fit in. Hmm. hmm. So, like, I always felt, like, I always knew that I had this way of, I, I thought about life and my perspectives, and a lot of it was comedic. I mean, my mom had a very similar, like, dark humor. Like, let's say if we were in a in a restaurant mm-hmm. and some, like, weird person came in, my mom and I would, like, shoot each other a look and just start laughing. So we were just making fun. Like, we already were going to make fun <laughs> of that person. You're like, oh, yeah, my God, yeah. what's going on there? Uh, we grew up, like, in a, I grew up in a hick town, so there were lots of people to make fun of. Yeah. But I always just kind of knew that I was n- different Right. Than everyone for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Like my town was very white, it was very racist. They were hicks. They had no culture. Um, so you know, like I was just like weird for different yeah, being yeah. And, being a creative, being black, mm-hmm. being in a uh, mixed race household. Like I was just weird for a lot of reasons. But I feel like, uh, and then you know, having to be a professional, like they, were, I would have clients who were like. Oh, Christiana, you're great. We should hang out. I'm like, bitch, you don't know me. Yeah. You know professional Christiana. Right. You know the mask. You don't know me. I don't swear when I'm I'm showing a part. I'm very formal. Right, right. But so I for me, like comedy always felt like now I can finally mm. be myself at a hundred with and that's that's it. Like I can just finally be myself openly. It's the best. So that's I think that's maybe that's why it feels cuz I I'm like especially after especially when I was coming from work I'd be like now I can fucking curse. Now yeah. I can <laughs> talk about my pussy yeah. finally. <laughs> she had a great day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I feel like now I can finally just like let it all out. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's great. I feel like I was someone where it's like I was just like this all the time. And it was like, it like weirds out coworkers. So I like dial it back at work. Yes. And then comedy was the first time where me just doing my own thing, like clicked into place where it's like, oh, that's fine that exactly. you're doing, talking whatever, about whatever. You I know? think that's the thing that people don't understand. Like when people will be like, oh, I could be a comedian. I'm like, but are you? Like we're different right. people. The way that we see things is just different. The way that we mm-hmm. think about things, the way we have conversation, it's just fucking different. Like mm-hmm. maybe you can be, maybe you can, it's a difference between being a funny person and a fucking comic at the end of the day. And I think a lot of it is part of that. Like when you, to be around other comics, it's like you finally found your niche. You finally found people that like get you, even though we're all different people. Right. You know? And then if you're just like a funny person, it's like, you don't feel out of place. Yeah. You don't have to like <laughs> swallow down. So when you see something fucked up and you think there's something funny about, you don't have to like, you don't have to like, yeah, like tamper yourself down mm-hmm. in order to, to make everyone else feel comfortable. Do you know that song by uh, Mike Snow? Ah, uh, oh, fuck. What's the name of the song? Uh, Animal. Do you know that song? He says, uh, I change shapes. Wait, uh, when I hide in this place, but I'm still an animal, basically. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we're in there. I'm still me, but I can, yeah. I can, you know, oh, blah, 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 for society. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, it's a completely different thing when we can actually finally be ourselves. Totally. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, through comedy, I'm friends with so many people that I never in a million years thought yes. I would be friends with. You know, like, Outside of comedy, all our lives are so parallel and tangential and not even related. And then yes. it's like we have this thing that brings us all together. And it's like, oh, we're all we're all the same weirdo in a yeah. different shape, you know? <laughs> that's what makes comedy so fucking dope. Like, mm. that's one thing also I always think about, like, when it comes to dating. Like, I'll tell people, I'm like, you better be cool with everybody. Because yeah. I have everyone in my fucking circle. 
So like, you know, like even if it's not yep. in a direct, but it's just like, you gotta be cool with everybody. Cause there's so many different types of people that I'm around. I mean, actually now that I'm saying it out loud, that's, I just like had a glimpse of a show where it's just like all white dudes. I'm like, well, okay, not everyone's like that. But for me, I can say, you know, yeah, like yeah. I was also just raised in that kind of household. So right. I guess that's part of it. But you know, but doing comedy, yeah, I'll be like, damn, there's so many random people I mm. never would have encountered but we're all here trying to do it even people that don't do comedy anymore but you're still just like oh so and so yeah yeah it's like it it's insane it, it's like it, that is one thing that blew my mind was just also when i first started just being like oh this is an all ages sport like open mics aren't just for like 23 year olds 24 yeah. year olds and then all the older people are like doing like they're like gone you know it's like oh no <laughs> it's a not <laughs> no no shade or anything but it, i mean it some like, of us should be though like if i was an old person at a mic i'd be like man i'm gonna take a trip fuck this shit <laughs> you know what i mean like i mean god yeah. everyone can do whatever they want people do comedy for different reasons too right. you know like some people it's just fun they don't want to be famous they don't want to have a career that's fine you know what i mean like whatever live your life but i have to say for me if i were in my mid thirties and never getting booked, I'd be like, "Time to hang it up." All right. <laughs> so it's 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 exhausting. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. There's there's times that I'm like, the last like, the probably a year ago, I was really down. Like 2020 and 2021, oh. I was like, "Man, I am not getting booked." Well, like, the, well, I mean, there was. Well, yeah, yeah. We get booked where there's like two shows. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was like one of those things where we had like a our mic, which was like insanely successful for 2020 and yeah. 2021. And I'm like, man, I'm only getting booked like once a month, and I'm like, I don't know what's gonna happen. And then this year, it's like finally like flipped where I'm, oh, I'm like, nice. oh, I'm starting to get like people are asking me yeah, these spots. And it's yeah. like it feels amazing. It's very validating. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting when that trickle starts. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like at first I was getting booked on like friends shows. Yeah. But then, and then like I used to produce shows too, and then uh, some successfully, some not successfully. Because I was also I was anyway. Yeah. But um, now I'm retro. I'm like, damn bitch, what were you doing? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but then yeah, once I remember at some point I remember telling my friends I'm like, there's some black lady who's moved up in the ranks that now she can't do these spots. Yeah. And then I'm on the, like, like it was like I was like a, on a last minute list. So they'd be like, <laughs> are you free? I'm like, I am free. So I was like the first one. I was like, ah, oh, at least I'm like, I'm my name is in circulation that people are thinking <laughs> last minute. We, okay, black woman canceled. Who was another black woman? All right, Christiana. I was like, I'm on, all right, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> um, but then also, you know, obviously then when you're just like, oh, <laughs> initially booked that does feel good yeah feels good as well yeah no i like that uh, that's what's happened to me i think i think people are like oh there's not enough white bread on this lineup we need to we need something to pad no. the spicy people good white guy good white guy who never say anything problematic who never does anything problematic that's you <laughs> that's my role uh one, one time I, like like probably last year i was feeling kind of down right about like my comedy and like getting booked or whatever i was talking to my friend alex i was like i don't know man i'm just like I'm just not sure what I'm doing. I'm not really making any headway. I just kind of feel like a little insecure about it. And he's like, there's something to be said for just being like a safe, likable guy. And I was like, dude, there's something to be said for being funny. Like, just tell me I'm funny. Facts. <laughs> That's number one. Actually, when I used to, when I was in my 20s, when I used to date dudes, I'm, well, 
Yeah, now I don't. Now who's got the time to date? <laughs> I don't know. I think I've aged out of love. That's all totally. We'll get back to that. But I remember when I used to ask men, like, I'm like, yo, what are you? Uh, when I used to care about their opinions, I'd be like, well, I didn't really care. I just more wanted to, to see if they got me. And I would say, like, what adjectives would you use to describe me? They'd be like, oh, you're so generous and you're a knight, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you don't think I'm funny? Because in my head, I'm like, if you don't think I'm funny, then what yeah. are we doing? This is before exactly. I even did comedy. Yeah, but I'm like funny is not on the list. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. It's crazy word, but I do think I have age and a love. I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm too old. I don't think so. I think I am. I I think first of all, I cannot imagine valuing a man to open my heart to him. <laughs> I really I think like like some of these dudes that I fuck with, I'm like. I think like it's okay. Yes, it is nice to be like, oh, hey, how's it going? How's your day? Like in between fucking somebody. But then also it's like, if I'm not getting that dick, I don't give a fuck how your day was. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> part of me is like, do you not see your role in my life is to please me? And then if you're not doing that, I kind of don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So that's like number one. But then also, I don't know. Like I think about like when I was younger, mm -hmm. like I heard a song. It's a, I don't know. This is a very old reference. Uh, Gladys Knight. I don't know. Just very, very old, old reference. Like part of the same soul era, era like sixties and seventies. Mm. She has a song called "If I Were Your Woman," and it's this woman singing to this man, and he's getting mistreated by his woman, and she's like, "If I were your woman, whatever." And I like heard that song, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like I used to love this song, and mm. I was like, "That was a whole different bitch." Like <laughs> that was a bitch who used to love hard, and now I'm just like, I can't even. I wouldn't sing that that song to any man that I have presently <laughs> fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I've just aged out of it. I'm just like, all right, well, it would take a lot. It would take a lot for me to like really <laughs> even want to consistently date a dude. I feel like this is not a relationships podcast, but I feel like because you are such a multifaceted person, like a lot of the people you're going to meet, like the ratio is so small. Like, so if you meet 400 dudes, like maybe one of them will have as much going on in their life as you do. Word. Yeah. And so it's like, you're really like, you're really, you really have to funnel and filter oh, down. Yeah, and maybe no, there's I've, someone at the end of that. I've but, priced you know. myself out of the market. That's exactly. what I've understood. Yeah. Yeah. Last year when I climbed a pyramid and I was like, I always say to myself, yes, when I got to the top, I looked out on years of solitude. That was my view. I'm like, you're too strong of a bitch now. Like you climbed a pyramid <laughs> alone and you were on a trip in Mexico alone for four months most men can't handle there are men who will tell me oh i would never go to mexico by myself and i'm just like what i was there for four months oh <laughs> uh, then that's why i'm like oh you've you, you've become that weird apartment that just sits on the market because it's mm. just too it's like people are like oh this is cool but i couldn't live in this apartment right this right. is too <laughs> catered to that the previous owner mm -hmm. um and also just uh, who has time for love i mean it's beautiful but i'm just like i don't i don't like like when i hear a love song i'll be like oh is there anyone i could even like reflect upon or or like oh i wish if i could go back in time and i'm like none of them yeah <laughs> there's been a lot yeah and that's why your comedy's so good. <laughs> Maybe. No, no apologies. Just all reflections, all clowns, all jokes. And also, you, you do a lot of things on your own. And you're just like, like, I know I have a couple more friends. They just, they have a lot of hobbies. 
that doesn't require another person. And they're just very invested in their hobbies. They're very like, full, like just investing on themselves. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like just the man you want hasn't like hasn't oh. showed up in your life yet. He hasn't started comedy yet. <laughs> no, I would, I would. No offense, but I would never date a comic. Yeah, that's probably good. Yeah, it's too. I I don't. I like to keep everything yeah. separate. I don't shit where I eat just because I'm too sensitive. Mm. Oh yeah. So I could not deal with if there's even not even just a breakup, even just being disrespected. I've, I will say this. There have been a few people that I've hooked up with who think what they do is comedy, but they're not comedians. Like, right, you right. haven't done comedy uh, yeah. in like eight years. Yeah. Why are you using that hashtag? But anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, mm, is this a throwback? You yeah. don't do comedy. But like, even even if I feel disrespected, if I had to see a person's name on a flyer or whatever, and that's not even a relationship. Mm-hmm. So if I were to date someone and then it doesn't work, I mean, obviously, that's, one of the best parts of comedy is the comedy drama. The best telenovela out oh, yeah. there the is comedy drama. But like, I couldn't handle it. Yeah, I, I, no, I couldn't handle it. It would not be uh, positive for me. That's why I have to keep it separate. Um, I understand why people do it. It's super yeah. fucking convenient. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, also, I haven't really been tempted. That, that not not any real comedians ever tried to date me anyway because mm-hmm. they respect you. I don't think that's why. I think they just like white ladies. So <laughs> that's, that's really what it comes down to. Because those comics, like pre pre COVID, they were I, there was like a group of white lady comics that I used to talk to a lot, and then BLM happened, and I was like, I don't want to know any of you. Anyway, it was just, it was just too much. It was exhausting. I remember. Are you talking about it on most yeah. podcasts? Too many, too many, too many people checking in on me for why I'm fine. Um, thoughts for your thoughts with most singleton. Thoughts for your thoughts <laughs> work. Uh, but um, but it would be funny because they would tell me like, do you know so and so? They're so nice. They gave me feedback on my set, and I'm like, that person's never accepted my Facebook friend request, and I sent it <laughs> six years ago. I'm like, I know that comic. They never watched me tell jokes. Um, <laughs> but I'm not a white lady, so there you go. I think dating like dating comedians. The reason we're all warned against it is because most comics. Are, are so sick in the head. Yeah, <laughs> emotionally oh, don't have yeah. their shit together. So it's like. Like it's one of those things where like if you're gonna shit where you eat, you got to make sure that you are shitting very carefully. Like, yeah, word. Yeah. And then it's like, because if you kind of got to go into it, like we, when we first got together, we were very talk early about on. It. We were like, if we break up, we just, just, just we don't talk shit about. It. We yeah. don't. We were like, yeah. we were like, it was like, we're if if it just doesn't work out, we'll be respectful. We'll yeah. go our own ways. But if one of us cheats on the other, jokes are free. Jokes word. are yeah. open. <laughs> no, no, that makes sense. You know, but for the most part, it's like. You go into it's like, okay, this could be a disaster. So we need to make sure this is nice and clean. Like we didn't tell anyone we were dating for two months. Word. And then it was like very limited people for a couple more months after that. Cause Word. it was like, we don't want to be the no, people they're talking but about. But you, you guys know? are also not like, you guys are both two like solid people. But some people you're like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I can't wait for this fallout. Oh yeah, what? these oh, two yeah. people are dating. Oh, oh yeah. my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't, I don't want to. Oh my god. We'll talk after. Of... Also yeah. financially too. Like most comics don't have their shit together. Right. And I just can't. I've already, you know, uh, brought two men to America. You know, the Underground Railroad is closed. I'm not into struggle dudes anymore. <laughs> like, you know, I need a man who has his shit together. Right. And that's a whole other thing, too, where it's just like, you know, if you're not, well, how much are we going to sit around and talk about, like, 
oh, did you hear this? Or did you, or, oh, I'm past the, you know, I'm just like, oh, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go to Spain, have fun <laughs> in the basement. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. just lifestyle wise, I think right. it's, it'd be, no, I've just, I've priced myself out. It's, it's my fault. I will say that. Women, we blame each other for a lot of things. A lot We, we put a lot of blame on ourselves, mm. but I'm like, oh, no, bitch. Nobody guided you to be like, be great, but only this great. <laughs> now I'm like, well, you've done too much. I don't think I don't think pricing yourself out of the market is like a bad thing, though. Yeah. It's like well, there not, is, listen, everyone, Maxim, someone out there Maxim, has the price Listen, I'm going to be know. 41 on next Sunday, mm-hmm. and this whole week I've been like, Oh my God, am I just going to be doing my own chores for the rest of my life? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. just like, oh, more dishes. Yeah. I still got to cook. Like, I still got to feed my. There's no, there's no, there's, you know, it's a long time of. I mean, I have had relationships. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's just like, oh my God. It just, <laughs> it gets a little tiring and bleak yeah. where you're like, Okay, well, just make sure you cook this other. Make sure you make your green juices to keep your body functioning. And then you gotta run. And then, da, 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 and then, oh my God. And then send this guy nudes. So hopefully he fucks you. And oh, he's busy. Okay, great. It's, you know, it's a lot. <laughs> so at some point, you want love and, and, yeah. and assistance. assistance my, is nice. my last boss, she met the love of her life at the age of 43 or 44. Oh, here we go. So, two ish years. You are a treasure. You are a treasure. Oh, no, I value yeah. myself. Yeah, but you I know also that. understand that men are <laughs> basic and they are easily intimidated and they cannot handle a woman who's like they get. Those they are get, the men who don't deserve you. I know, but that's most of them. <laughs> that's the problem, though. No Lee. offense, Maxim. We're talking shit about men here. Every time I let Lee on the mic on this show, she just throws compliments at the guests the whole time. <laughs> She's a cancer. We're so nurturing. Yeah. We love doing that yeah. even like i i like hosts like these like uh virtual team building games i mean they are dwindling out but anyway uh <laughs> it's not good it's very stressful but anyway but like i'm like i'm like you're such a cancer i'll be like i think you're all gonna do great okay <laughs> nobody feel discouraged because you don't have as many points as first round there's more rounds but you're such a, you're momming them to death i mean they love it but you know that's that's how we are. We we want to make people feel good. We're cancers. That is true. That is true. My my brother is also a Leo, and he is also dating a cancer. Oh. You know what? Leo cancer combo is pretty common. A, a lot of my close friends are cancers. Yeah, we're great people. I mean, we can be insane. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I try not to be friends with Virgos. Oh God, I think we talked about this. Yeah, we must have before. How about Scorpios? Scorpios uh, are like for me. Uh, <laughs> I'm like Scorpios are kind of like mutual respect, but like a little bit like distance. Like there's not like clash necessarily. Uh, Sc- Scorpios are just such dark, mysterious energy. And Cancers, we have a te- we have part of us that can hide stuff and be a little shady. But a Scorpio, it's just like they're just bottom feeders. That dark, <laughs> that dark energy of mysteriousness. Yeah. There's a Scorpio who I, I unfortunately matched with this week, and it's like his energy is so intense. But then, like you know, he'll like just scurry off into the dark part of the ocean and hide. But also, they're so bossy and specific. And he's also, listen, Scorpios are very sexual, which is great, but they're bossy. Cancers, we're very sexual, which is great, but we're nurturing with different energies. And his whole thing is, this is where also where I'm like, this this is the kind of shit where you're like, I do need to find love. I can't be dealing with these fucking dudes anymore. <laughs> this guy's whole thing is, he's like, I like sloppy seconds. 
exactly. What is that? We'll he's, talk after. Okay. He's like, I oh, so, oh, I don't know. If, is this do kids listen to this? No, podcast? definitely. His mom might. Every episode of this podcast is marked not safe for, for work. This <laughs> is the most not safe for, safe for work episode. I mean, that's like I won't go into it more, but I'm, I I just feel this pressure of, mm-hmm. hey, are you going to be with somebody else so that I can come in and sloppy second? And I'm like, I don't oh. know. Can't you just first? I got a lot of stuff going on in my life. I don't have Jeez. time to just just be into this very <laughs> specific kink that you have. You don't have to be a project manager too. Yeah, I'm just like I have. St- I'm like I am going to a podcast. I don't know yeah. if I'm fucking someone else this weekend, which sucks. I shouldn't have to be like, hey, are you free? Are you free? Men, let me tell you something. Men do not like fucking as much as they think they do. Okay. They don't. Yeah, I agree. It's really lame. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like if someone's not sexual, I'm fine with that. But then if I offer you some pussy and you don't take it, I'm turned off. Mm. <laughs> like, That's fair. That's very fair. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, you gotta I told this one guy he was a Sagittarius once again, awful. But I was like I was like, uh, oh no, I said, No, it's cool. You just wanna like hang out with your friends and get high instead of get your dick sucked. That's fine. <laughs> And he's like, well, don't why'd you put it like that? I'm like, because that's the truth of it. <laughs> I'm like, what are you planning? To go hang out with your friends and get high. So that's just the honest truth. Listeners, if you want to know what Christiana's stand-up is like, it's just like this. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> very similar. <laughs> so we kind of got like, you know, 15-ish minutes left. And I got oh, some no. comedy questions I want to ask you before we kind of wrap <laughs> out of here. Okay, word. <laughs> Uh, what have, have do you have any uh, big triumphs in your career so far? What do you, what do, you, do you have your big moments? Holy, uh, big moments. Did you have like a? Do you remember your first big victory? I don't really think. It, okay, this is the thing. I I don't really think of life that way. Okay. Because it's like every show is, you know, like you got you want to be good every show. Yeah. So I don't think I think that's also why. Well, it's probably also why I'm not further in my career. But like, that's why like I don't think about like, oh, this person's doing this and though I should be here. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, I'm, I'm very much a not with not go with the flow because mm. I have intentions. Right. But uh, I mean, there's some shows that I've done that have been great. That would be on paper like, oh, you performed here. Well, yeah. I mean, nothing that like in New York. But then like like a sh- I did a show the other day and it was in the basement of a restaurant in Park Slope. It's a black owned restaurant. It's a okay. restaurant, actually. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they have doubles. But uh, <laughs> and that was like a predominantly black room. And that's so rare in the city at this point. Yeah. That like that set washed away. Hundreds of white sets, <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. Just because it's like it's so rare that we get to perform in front of people who look like us as oh, comedians yeah. of color, right? It's so rare, and, and you think that'd be more common here? Well, no, because no. the city's being gentrified. Yeah, this makes sense. Well, I'm so, a gentrifier, but <laughs> I mean, technically, I am as well. Technically, but like, I mean, I've just been here a long time, but whatever. But like, uh, well, no, my apartment's rent stabilized, so I actually just came in. I don't think I didn't gentrify the market. I just was right where the market was. But anyway, but uh, it's so rare. And then also, you know, as a comedian of color, you have to think like, am I pandering to white audiences? I'm only Mm. doing shows. Most people are white. Will this work? Do my people get me? Do they connect me? Do they feel me? And like, so that always means so much like that to like kill in that room felt amazing so mm. i'm like yeah. oh, okay that's it like like you got you get you feel me you get me like even though because also a lot of as much as there's a stereotype about 
black people and sex and promiscuousness, most black people are not like me. Most people are not as dirty as I am. They're not as mm-hmm. sexual as I am. I've had a lot of shows where they are horrified and turned <laughs> off by me, which hurts very deeply, black people. Um, I know you have a large black audience watching. Listen, if you see me on stage, please give me some love because uh, <laughs> it's usually only two or three in a room, you know, mm. like our handful. Uh, so I get judged harsher and I understand why, because in some ways they don't know, like, is she being herself? Is she perpetuating a stereotype? Mm. It's already hard enough being like, whoa, whatever. So anyway, but to like do that room and for them to like, really really like not not relate but still fuck with me mm-hmm. oh that meant everything that's like, so cool that that's meant so everything bad. i mean it's also sad we were like huh, well see you guys in three years you know I mean? it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh i wish i could do this all the time i can't all right yeah. next day you know uh but i just in general don't really think of like oh i performed here right right because also just in terms of any of the arts, it's a it's a marathon, but it's also just constant ups and downs. Right. I mean, I grew up in a like I said, my parents were performing artists, so I think I've always just kind of known like, no, this shit is a toil. Right. And also, I watch more than specials. I watch a lot of shows about entertainment in mm. the entertainment industry. And yeah, man, like you just know, like yeah, m- maybe you've done this thing, and that might be it. And then you're right. back to whatever anyway. You still gotta like right be good you still gotta bring it you still gotta every time it's always it's just a constant high and low it's like when you hear like uh when you see news that like some some someone from some old movie passed away yeah and then everyone like looks up and be like oh they were big in this but actually they kept doing stuff after that we just all didn't pay attention yeah you know like so that's kind of more of how i see things Mm -hmm. now that there aren't things that i'm proud of right but i also just kind of always know like there's always work to be done. Right. And also, cause I don't want it. I don't want it. My, my parents were like very much, once we got to high school, they were very much about their art, their egos as artists. And I've seen what happens when that goes out of control. Or right. just also just when we're around comics, like they've got one, two things and they act like they're fucking yeah. brand new. They don't know you. Yeah. And it's like, man, we're still the same motherfuckers. Also, mm-hmm. we're on the same show right now and you might not get anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like not to jinx anybody, but that's the reality of right. it. So I kind of don't think of it like that because I just mm-hmm. think of it like let's let's just, you know, fucking keep our head above water, keep swimming. So what are you, you know, proud of in comedy? Uh, I'm proud of that I that I get at this point that I get booked regularly. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of that. It's well deserved. Yeah. Thank you. I work very hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you see Christiana Jackson's name on a flyer, you know, like at least no matter no matter what other part of the show is like, you know that part will be great. The show is Thank guaranteed you. at least great Thank for you. a little bit. And yeah. I also appreciate like you are very. Uh, grounded and empathetic as to what comedians go through in show production and stuff like when you did two virgins it's like i was like man i really hope some people come through and you had there's like the three or four dudes in the back and you had a great time and i'm like it's always such a relief when comics are just cool about that stuff because well, like comedy shows are just so hit and miss and well, like 
word. When people yeah. get like that, I'm just like, stop. We all know yeah. what we're doing. But you're like a you're like a very like a veteran comic. You're like very seasoned, especially compared to most of us and our friends. So it's like, geez, I hope she has a good time at this show. <laughs> oh well, well that's the thing. You got to have yeah. a good time anywhere. Right. That's why I don't try not to think about like, well, I just did this because I feel like that's where people start to fail or start stop enjoying what they're mm-hmm. doing you know like at the end of the day the audience can't help there's only three motherfuckers in the room yeah but they're here to have a good time right right so you gotta show them a good time you know what i mean but also like yeah once you start to get into your ego i've learned that from shows about entertainment and from lots of shows about drug lords okay it's like oh ego <laughs> that's what always sinks them yeah. you know like yeah. oh they get too big their egos expand and they're like ah and they take uh, you know columbia to war in terms of pablo escobar and then you're dead you know what i'm yeah. saying like that keep your ego in check yeah because that's just that's just what it is you know like i i always feel bad when producers feel like they have to apologize because it's just like especially when you've been when you just start you get all excited and shit but year nine you just know it's hit or miss right that's just what the fuck it is yeah like i agreed to be here knowing it's hit or miss yep that's on me. Like yeah. I can't get upset at a producer. If if it's something where a show's not well well uh advertised, but even then, you know that that's how sometimes sometimes comics are a lot, especially like one thing as well, like most comics not having like job jobs, there's certain skills that they just haven't been taught. Right. Uh that sounds really but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like there's certain things I understand from being in real estate that I'll be like Okay, I'm you know if I'm running late, I'll like keep the producer uh, updated. Like, okay, I'm here, I'm coming here, yeah, blah blah yeah. blah, just just to like. But I'm like, that's because you come you come from a business world, back, right. business background, real estate, you, and that's like a time sensitive thing. But I'm like, most comics don't have those types of jobs. They don't have that type of structure. You show up 45 minutes late, no warning. <laughs> Word, you know. Yeah. But that's that's kind of. But even that, I'm like, well, I'm choosing to do this, right? So I have to understand what it is and not make yeah. somebody feel bad you know I what do, i mean uh, i leo a few people roast me for being early especially leak just like being early but i'll show up if i'm booked on a spot i'll oh. be 30 minutes before doors i used to be i used to be okay well yeah i used to be when i was first starting to get booked a lot i would always be early yeah because i wanted to make sure they knew that i respected the show and they don't especially if they don't know me i would right. like i want to make sure they know i respect the show whatever if i'm hosting i still show up on time now though, nine years in being an old bitch, I'm like I get to shows late on time. Yeah, that is my big. That's my biggest triumph, actually. <laughs> Getting to a show late on time and putting myself first, being like, you know, you have to eat something. Yes, get yeah. something to eat. You know, the show is gonna start late. Take time, slow down when you're getting ready. It is what it is. And I've been getting shows late on time. <laughs> it's been wonderful. Yeah. Uh today I was just late, late, but uh it wasn't that bad. I was still set up. Where we're, stuff, we're so. no, I, I mean like but but I but I for me that is a triumph because I right. used to always just like, no, I had to get there early, blah, blah, blah. but then also what would happen is then I would always get thrown up first. And right. then people would ride the energy right. that I started. And so that was also something that I was like, no, yeah. <laughs> you're not, I'm not, you're not going to ride my fucking way. I mean, if it has to be that way, if I have another spot, fine, whatever. Obviously, I appreciate being accommodated. 
But I would notice I'm like people they'd be like a whole room they'd be like, You mind going up first? I'm like, I know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you have me closing? That's where yeah. you should you know what I mean? Like if you feel like I can open, then I should be able to fucking close, you mm. know? Because also it's a different energy when right. everyone's yeah. tired, whatever. Like you have to get practice in that, but like Late on time. That's my biggest triumph. Hell yeah. That's kind of a skill. Because, like, I, I do, like, I'm in the stage of what you said, of, like, I show up early. No, you so, definitely should. So the producers, like, being a show producer and having done lots of stuff in the past, it's like, I think if I show up early, I'm one thing they don't have to think about. Yes. You know? They I would me, recommend that. Like, if, you're, if you're just starting yeah. to, like, if you're in the, in the early state, fuck yeah, man. Get there on time. Communicate if yeah. you're running late because things happen. The train's terrible, whatever, whatever. But one thing someone told me a few years ago, they were like, Christiana, you have a, the way that you treat shows is like a professionalism and the way that you will show up and do your job and whatever, whatever. And so that I feel like sometimes I would get booked, not just because I was funny, but just because they knew like Christiana will be solid. Right. So she's she's dependable, not just in a comedic sense, but also dependable. That's a big part of yeah. it, too. Like there's some people who are funny as fuck, but you're like, man, if I got to stress out when you're showing up, I'm not going to book you because there's Definitely. so many other people who will show up and, and, and comedically and professionally. Oh my God. So that's yeah. very, it's very good. Yeah. It's it, it, <laughs> people ask me to host their shows too. Sometimes. Yeah. And that's the one where I'm like, all right, I'm 45 minutes early now. I'm like at the venue so early, <laughs> like, getting the lay of the land, like making sure I got the lineup, Word. like every little detail. I'm like, I need to be, I don't know. No, no, but that's good but though. Cause it shows that you're taking yeah. it seriously. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't think I'll ever be able to be able to be late on time. Like literally, when I show up fashionably late to a party, if it's just me, I am showing up ten minutes after start time. Like it oh, is. Word. I'm like so punctual. It's bad. Lee kind of helps me out with some of the social, like the parties and stuff. Like, no, we should be there this time. I was like, okay. All right. If he wants to show up at people's birthday party, like is on the flyers at eight, and like we only need to be there at nine thirty. Yeah. yeah, I'll show up yeah. at 8. I would do that every time. I had a joke he would show up yeah. at 7.30 if he could. Oh, no. I'll show up at 7.30 and then walk around the block a few times. <laughs> but also, wait, Maxim, how old are you? I'm 20. I'm going to be 28 Oh, this yeah, month, no. So. Trust me. You get to a certain age and you're like, I am going to sit here and just be <laughs> quiet. <laughs> and I will get there yeah. when I'm supposed to get there. Like, I, I feel like, yeah, that's one thing. Like, I really, really had to shift in being like, how are you going to perform the best? You're going to perform the best if you if you don't feel hungry, if you feel, yes. you know, like, if you just feel fine, you walk in, you're okay, cool, cool, cool. Or, like, if you need some time, even, like, between, like, going from work to a show, like, you know, I'm like, okay, if you need some time to yourself to just, like, be present, yeah. switch off from one to the other. Totally. Um, but then also you'll be like, motherfucker, I got errands to run. Yeah. That sometimes I'll do that too. <laughs> That's one tip. If I don't know if you're giving out tips on the podcast. Okay, tips, yeah. One tip I would give to any young comedian, plan an errand by your show because then it's always worth it. Right. Oh. There you go. Hell yeah, man. I mean, most comics don't cook as much as I do, yeah. but like, that's so oh, smart. Always I, worth it. I always. To... I'll be like, oh, that's fine. I'm going to this grocery store. Boom. Yep. This was not a waste of time. There was times I would show up to Eastville pre pandemic with my Trader Joe's bags because they were like mm -hmm. so close in downtown Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, oh, I got yeah. my groceries, but I used to work here, above so. that Trader Joe's. Oh. That was my last job where I worked, like, last formal job. I worked above that Trader Joe's. What a convenient spot to work. Oh, it was, yeah. oh, it was fucking beautiful. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We would go to like Target or go to Trader Joe's on our mm -hmm. lunch break. And then uh, and then I lived off the B trains. So sometimes I would just like 
pop home of oh, all this wonderful. Yeah. That's that's the best. Holy yeah, it was, <laughs> it was pretty good, except all the stress that almost killed me. But uh, <laughs> it was convenient. Yeah. But yeah, if you run an errand by your show, always worth it. Yeah. Even if you get there early and then there's like, oh, we're not starting yet. Okay, I'm going to go to grocery. I'll be right back. Boom. Saving time. Yep. And I'll see, I like to do, uh, before my show at least, I like to treat myself. I always get, oh, nice. I always get a Mamoon's falafel sandwich before oh, my show. Oh, nice. Like Hell get some yeah. food, get something I really like. Yeah. All good, you know. Oh my God, I was thinking about those hot dogs we had the other day. Ooh. The Korean <laughs> hot dogs. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. I was like, God damn, I need to get a show by there again. <laughs> there are two more Korean hot dog spots near there. Really? Yeah, and they have oh different kind of so like... How they, I think they cook it differently and they use different material. I'm very excited. I just found out about this yesterday. I'm very excited to try the other <laughs> oh, two places. Yeah, man. <laughs> awesome. Well, Christiana, we're down to our last little bit here before we get out of here. Yeah. Let me ask you the final question. Uh, what do you love about stand-up comedy? Oh, wow. Dramas. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the drama, but I, I honestly feel like more than anything, I love comics. Oh, yeah. Mm. I love being around comics like that. That to, I mean, obviously performing, but sometimes the best part of the show, like you perform for 10 minutes, you're talking shit, having fun with your friends, yeah. goofing around or just even having like real in-depth conversations for like an hour or two hours. Like that to me is the what I I love the most. Like mm -hmm. even like, you know, I traveled. I was in Mexico City in the spring and just doing comedy in a different city. I'm like, oh, these they have their own. I'm visiting. These aren't my friends. Mm hmm. And I was like, I miss my fucking friends. Yeah. You know, like I miss running into people and yeah. us having our own shit. And that's what made me understand. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, like that social part of comedy is so important. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, obviously, at some point you're going to get at a level where you're not going to see people as much. Right. So I do try to like really soak that in and be appreciative mm, yep. of it as much as possible. Just be able to just like run into each other, chit-chat, catch up, or just, like, have a moment even just to be real. If you're having a bad day and you see a comic, you'd be like, man, today is shit. How are you doing? You know yeah. like, that's, like, that's, like, the yeah. best. Just be like, yeah. oh, my God, or whatever, whatever. Like, or just to be goofy, you know? Yeah. Like, we get to spend our time around funny people, and that in itself is so amazing to be oh, able to yeah. be like, I yeah, every night I go out and uh, I'm around people that make me laugh all the time. Yeah. It's amazing. It's the best. It's yeah. like the best community ever. So uh, Yeah. And that's the thing, too. Like, I do feel like as much as we're like, uh, you know, like, oh, people are incompetent, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. We're all just trying to, like, get somewhere and achieve mm. our dreams or whatever. When something happens to someone in the community, that's when you realize that we are part of a community. Yeah. People will really come together and really, uh, you know, support and or defend or look out for each other. So, Absolutely. yeah, man, it's it's a great community. It's it's chaotic and it's toxic and problematic, but it's also a hell of a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. All right. Christiana, where can the people find you? Oh, my God. OK, so you guys can find me. I post my shows on Instagram, usually in the stories or if you go to the tagged page. Uh, I am on Facebook, but What's your uh, nobody now? really. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's important. Uh, incomparable MSC. When I first mm. started, I had a stage name because of real estate, and it was Miss C. Oh, so that's why it's incomparable MSC. Oh. Uh, I am on Twitter. I barely use it, and my Facebook is mainly. If I don't know you, you don't send me a message. I'm not gonna add you. So like, yeah. who the fuck is this person wants to know about my sex life? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, add Christiana on Instagram. Uh, go to her tag page. Go check out her shows. Follow her. 
Go see her sets. They're, if you like this episode, you'll love her stand-up. And as always, guys, this show has been brought to you by my friend's basement studio. Uh, follow us on Instagram. DM us for rates. Uh, we can, maybe if you're in New York City and you want to do a podcast, uh, we got you. We're nice and cheap. We're very friendly. We're very cool. We want to bring in some people. And uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify, please go subscribe to the YouTube. You ain't got to do anything. You just got to click a button, okay? I'm trying to get to 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. You know I love all of you and appreciate you all for listening. Thank you so much. Christiana, this was wonderful. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. And guys, I will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.